You're listening to The Upland Rookie, a podcast presented by Upland Brits. Hey, what's going on, rookies? Welcome to episode 44 of the Upland Rookie Podcast. I'm your host, Will Larson. This podcast is sponsored by Final Rise. If you're just getting started or a seasoned Upland hunter and looking at some new gear for this fall, I'd highly recommend checking out the Final Rise systems. I've owned my Summit vest for about three years, and I have had it through many bird hunts, training sessions, Nastra events, and I have beat this thing to the ground. It still is in the same condition as the day it showed up on my doorstep. American-made vest designed by a guy who is just like all of us. Give Final Rise a serious look at FinalRise.com. Trinity Bretons is the home of the Epignole Breton, also known as the French Brittany. All Trinity Breton dogs are from champion bloodlines that are field tested and family approved. For over 33 years, Trinity Bretons has worked to offer you the best bred Epignole Breton in the country. Check them out at trinitybretons.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Trinity Bretons. Gunner Kennels. I've personally used and tested every major kennel brand on the market today. After months of hands-on experience, Gunner is the only kennel I'll use for my favorite bird dogs. Man's best friend deserves man's best kennel. That's a Gunner kennel. Anook Shook Professional Dog Food is the highest energy dog food in the world. Anookshook's dense formulations ensure that your pup in training and your seasoned bird dog get what they need to succeed in the field. Anookshook works hard so your dogs can work harder. Check them out at anookshookpro.com. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Upland Rookie Podcast. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in, subscribing to the podcast, and uh, just journeying along with me uh, week in and week out, guys. It's been so much fun uh, to sit in my garage, uh, cold or hot or rain or shine, and uh, (laughs) do this show uh, with you guys. So uh, thank you for that. Hey, if you're listening to this, this episode got published a little bit earlier early. This is Sunday, June 5th, Sunday, June 5th. And today marks the last day of the Final Rise sale. Uh, So Final Rise sale over at finalrise.com. It's going to save you 30 bucks off a uh, any vest system. So the Legacy, the Summit, or the brand new Sidekick uh, vest. And so if you've been in the market for um, a new Upland vest, if you've been wanting to try Final Rise, um, I'm telling you right now is a great time uh, to head over to Final Rise, save 30 bucks off any vest system. Uh, so just use uh, promo code Final Rise. That's it. Final Rise at checkout going to save you 30 bucks off any vest system. So guys, I cannot say enough about the Final Rise vest that I've been rocking. 
I know a lot of vests have hit the market over the last couple of years. Um, I picked my final rise up about three years ago and right when Matt launched the company and I could not be happier with it. Um, probably one of my favorite pieces of gear that I've purchased in the last several years. Um, it has uh, been beat to the ground uh, through Nasher events, tons of hunting trips uh, to Nebraska, Kansas, Montana, North Dakota, here in Colorado. Um, I've taken this thing everywhere. It's had a gosh, probably six, five, maybe five bird species in the bag now. And, uh, guys, it is still quality. It's still, uh, you know, looks, you know, it's got some blood on it, but it, uh, it looks like it, it, uh, did the day it showed up. So, uh, check out finalrise.com. They got their sale uh, going on right now. Um, it ends today though, ends Sunday, June 5th. So, uh, make sure you get over there. Um, a couple other things, a couple other house cleaning items. I just want to kind of run through, um, let you guys know about, um, I was looking at the reviews over on Apple podcasts and guys, we are at 90, 90 reviews. We are so close to 100. Um, so would you do me a favor? Would you head over to Apple podcast and I need 10 people to leave a review, a written review, pick your stars. Five would be amazing. Uh, leave a review over there on Apple podcast and let's try to get to a hundred. Okay. Can we get to a hundred please <laughs> in, in a week? Let's say a week, maybe two. Um, we'd love to see, uh, see us get to a hundred. So, um, again, reviews, you guys may or may not know, uh, the algorithms and the podcast world, you know, someone searches Upland Podcasts or Hunting Podcasts. The more reviews, the more written reviews, the more stars. Um, it's going to kind of push that. It's like a Google search. It's going to push that review uh, or that show higher in the search results. So, um, again, all for the love of, of helping this show get out there to more hunters um, just like you guys. Get the information out. Get the content out because I think it's... It's, it's something that is worth um, those getting into hunting, those who have been doing it a long time. I, th I think and I hope it's worth it <laughs> for, uh, for all you. So um, so can we try to get to 100 reviews? Um, so head up, push pause right now. Head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and uh, that would be great. So goal is try to get to 100. We can do it. I know we can. A um, couple other things. Uh, a look at what's coming up this summer. Why did I write this down in my notes, guys? Why did I write this down? Oh, I know. Um, yeah, this summer, it's gonna be great. I, uh, I've been firing on all cylinders right now. Um, I have an incredibly packed June with some awesome guests uh, coming up for you on the podcast, um, even into July. And I'm just really, really excited for uh, the guests that have uh, agreed to come on the podcast already. We've been in talks with, uh, you know, what we're going to talk about. I'm getting outlines done, and I'm just super pumped um, for what this this next couple months is going to look like uh, for the podcast and who we have coming on. And so, a um, couple people who have never done a podcast before, which I'm really excited about. Um, I think that's always fun when you can get some guests on that. Um, that the world hasn't heard before <laughs> that, you know, they haven't been on a show before. They haven't, you know, 
had thousands and hundreds of thousands of people listen to them before. So I'm pretty uh, proud of that. Have some some cool guests coming on and then some some other guests that I'm just really excited to get to know more, unpack their stories and uh, and and try to learn something from their expertise. So uh, just a little teaser. I wanted to share, uh, you know, some good things coming up in the next next few months. And then we're going to be getting into August, September hunting season. I'm really excited for that. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing more episodes on hunt planning and all that kind of stuff. Cause this, this season could not come soon enough. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, all right. And then last thing I want to tell you about is finally, finally it's happened guys. Something has happened. Lots of you have have messaged me and said, why, why aren't you on Patreon? Why aren't you on Patreon? Hey, Will, how you doing? Love the show. Why aren't you on Patreon? And so after several, several requests, I am finally on Patreon. Uh, took me all weekend to figure it out, set it up, make it look somewhat decent. <laughs> um, but it is live. It's out there. It's kind of scary, but, uh, so Patreon is out there. The Upland Rookie Podcast, just go to patreon.com and search the Upland Rookie Podcast. You will find my page. And if you would like to become a Patreon member of the show, you can. Uh, so I have three tiers. I have a basic wing shooter. I have the elite wing shooter and I have the gold level wing shooter. Yes, I know it's, <laughs> took me all day to come up with those names. Um, but guys, um, I am going to be offering some cool stuff to the Patreon tiers. Um, so if you would like to support the show, um, I would, would highly recommend head over to Patreon and become a member. Um, I'll give you honest live updates. As of today, I have no members right now because it just launched. So, um, so I have a couple goals set uh, within Patreon as well. And so one of those goals, you can see if you scroll to the bottom of the page, um, it'll show you goals. So once we get to X amount of Patreon uh, members, um, we'll do a giveaway. Once we get to another you know, amount of Patreon members will do another giveaway. And so there's going to be some cool stuff in there. Um, so take a look at the Patreon page and, um, yeah, it, I'm sure it will evolve and grow and develop over time. This is kind of what, um, what I'm starting with. Um, and again, this, this is a, a big way you can just help support the show, help, uh, help me with some, some regular podcast costs, some things that it costs to do the podcast. Um, and, and just, if you want to show your support, if you're enjoying the show, enjoying the content, um, I so appreciate that. And if you want, this is again, it's no requirement. I'm, I'm never going to put my entire, uh, podcast only on Patreon. Um, I, I'll never do that, but, um, if, if you're enjoying the show and want to show your support in that way by, uh, you know, giving monthly, um, that is so appreciated. And um, uh, I'd, I'd be super grateful if you choose to do that. If no one chooses to do it, oh, well, I gave it a, <laughs> I gave it a fair shot. But if you'd like to uh, support me in that way, head over to patreon.com uh, Upland Rookie Podcast and check out the different levels uh, that we have over there. So uh, super thankful, guys. Uh, thank you for considering to become a patron. Um, all right. And then our guest today, uh, super excited, uh, talking with my buddy, Cal Hardy. Uh, so Cal Hardy and I, we've uh, known each other for about a year, chatted a lot online last, uh, last hunting season. And we stay in touch, um, 
you know, over, over the old Instagram social media. And, uh, him and I had a blast catching up, uh, chatting about his, his last season. He does some guiding work. He's got a Brittany, he's got a couple labs and, uh, he, he really jumped all in this past season to upland hunting with his own, with his own pointing dog and hunted some great places. He traveled all around the country and, uh, had some incredible hunt opportunities. And so, uh, it was really fun getting to know Cal and his story today on the podcast. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to jump into episode 44 of the Upland Rookie Podcast. It was good. It was, was good. It? My younger brother, they qualified for the Junior College World Series. Hmm. We were in Grand Junction watching them play. Oh, um, very cool. And it just happened to be the school that I played for as well and oh, the no same way. coaching staff. So, Oh, very cool. It was pretty cool. It was the first time in school history they had made it, so it was a big deal. Oh, no way. That's yeah. awesome. Is that, so with division, is it junior? You said junior college? So junior college, yep. Okay. So there's a hundred and I think 189 teams in the country, and they made it to the last 10 in the country. Wow. They made good it for, the Grand Junction every year. So Yeah, good for them. Yep. You were you were pretty involved in baseball, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I played yeah. through college, um, played some – I mean, this is basically all I've ever done. There's, okay. <laughs> there's been only been like two things in my life that I've been halfway decent at playing baseball and shooting a shotgun. Hey, those are, those are not bad things. No, not at all. <laughs> not bad things at all. Cool, man. Um, well, Cal, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and put us on a map. Where, where are you talking to us from? All right. So Cal Hardy, uh, I live in Dallas, Georgia, but Bremen, Georgia will always be my hometown. It's a little bitty small town right on the, right on Georgia, Alabama line, about an hour West of Atlanta. All right. Um, All right. Ex, ex baseball player, like we said before, ex college athlete and, uh, big avid, uh, wing shooter, waterfowl and upland. So Fantastic. Yeah. I, w- I definitely want to get into to both Upland and, and Waterfall because I know you do yep. a lot of that. Yep. Um, I, I first got to ask you, why, why, why didn't you go further with baseball? <laughs> why I couldn't seeing, hit a curveball. Why are we seeing you on ESPN, man? I couldn't hit a curveball. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I can't really, I mean, throw one. So you got yeah. something on me. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I, was, I was very fortunate. I, I, they paid for my school when I went through college didn't and got out with no loans. So I got an education and got to play ball. Oh, I see perfect. some awesome parts of the country. It was, it was a pretty good deal. That that's a good deal right there. No student yep. loans and get to yeah, play exactly. sport you love. And exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. And got an education for free. So yeah, even better. Yep. That's, that's great, man. Well, be- before we dive into more of your story, um, I looked, saw your Instagram a couple of days ago and did you go frogging? Did they call yeah. it frogging? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell me, yeah. tell me about that experience. So, uh, that was the first time I'd ever been one of my good buddies. They, uh, they go down to South Georgia. It's right on the Georgia Florida line. There's a lake down there, uh, Lake Seminole. And, um, we went down there and just, gigged a, a cooler full of frogs i mean we probably caught 40 or 50 in an hour dang is that, yeah. is that what you call it G- gigging yeah. yeah okay okay i just learned something yeah so <laughs> basically what we did we you ride he's got a boat with a mud motor on it and so we're riding close to the banks just kind of putting along mm. spotlighting the banks okay. and then when you see the eyes either we'll pull right in or swing back and come back to them and then just pull the nose of the boat right up to them and whoever's gigging be wow. on the front of the boat and just wow and are yep. you just reaching down to grab them <clears throat> or you have a net we had one boy that was barehanding them but they have <laughs> a uh, it's like probably a four to five foot pole with a sticker on the end of it oh, okay okay and uh so you just get them on the end of that and then pull them back in throw them in the cooler 
That's awesome, man. Do you, do you eat any of these? We've got them all cleaned, ready to go. We're waiting. We're going to have a big fry. All right. Probably, probably about a, probably July 4th. That's awesome. You'll have, you'll have to tell me how those are. Yeah. No, they're good. <laughs> there's some they're big, good. there's some big looking frogs. Yeah, they were. I mean, I've eaten drumsticks smaller. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. You go to Buffalo Wild Wings and it's. Yeah, uh, exactly. Those, they call those wings, but. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Well, that had to be a blast. That looked it fun. Was. That it was. That looked fun. We had a good time. That's good. How's, how's the weather in Georgia right now? Hot. Getting, it is. Uh, bad. You know, I, I was just in Colorado and, you know, we were, there were lows down in the forties and then I get home today and it's 90 degrees with probably 80% humidity. Oh, it's pretty that's, warm. That's brutal, man. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is brutal. Well, Cal, let's, uh, let's kind of rewind a little bit and jump into your story a little bit. I want to know a little bit you know, more about who you are and kind of really how, how you started up on hunting, waterfall hunting, like what brought you into this outdoor space and, uh, just kind of, yeah, did you, did you grow up in the outdoors or how'd that go? Yeah. About? So I grew up in a hunting family, um, on my mom and dad's side, they were both hunters. I mean, I had uncles and grandparents on both sides that hunted. And I mean, that was the thing they hauled us around when we were little and they took us wherever they were going. Hmm. Um, some of my earliest memories, bird hunting. Um, my dad had, had, uh, they used to, he's from middle Georgia and middle and South Georgia used to be real, real big Bob white quail territory. That used to be mm. kind of the capital of the South, you know, sure. that's what they're there's Bob white quail. And so they grew up hunting all the time. So they, my, they ran a sporting goods store. Mm-hmm. So they always had invitations and places to go mm-hmm. and hunt. And so they always hauled me around. And I remember when I was younger, I had a red rider BB gun <laughs> and dogs would go on point. <laughs> they would let me walk up and shoot one bird on the ground <laughs> with my BB gun and it, it would flush the rest of them and then they would shoot them. So I was basically the flusher. You were the flusher. So it made me yeah. feel like I was part of it. <laughs> that's awesome so we're, we're bird dogs kind of it sounds like they were a pretty big part of that already from a young age yeah they I've, i mean we've been around dogs kind of you know on and off my whole life i mean we had them when i was younger and then kind of when i got into high middle school and high school i was playing three sports and i got away from hunting for a while just for the simple fact that i was busy i mean sure. and, and then playing through college now when you got into college you had a little bit more free time during with hunting season sure uh, especially waterfowl for a baseball player. It just kind of lines up perfectly. <laughs> kind of work. And so, I, so I got back into it. And yeah. then uh, as soon as I got out, I mean, it's been full force ever since. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, what would you say your time right now between, I guess, upland and waterfowl and even big game? I know you do a little big game. But it's like, what's, what's your percentage of time that you spend with each of those? Oh, me. It's probably, I'd say last year, I hunted more last year than I probably ever have. I probably spent ooh, 30 days in the field waterfowl hunting. I probably spent another 15 to 20 upland and then four or five days big game hunting. Nice. Yep. Oh, that's fun. Did you come out to Colorado last year for big game or is that this year? Yeah. Yeah. So we were in uh, Northwest Colorado. Nice. Yep. You got, you, you do pretty well. You fill a tag at all or. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I shot a pretty nice bull, a five by five bull. And, um, we had six guys in camp. We shot six bull elk and four muley bucks. So we had, oh, wow. we had a good camp. Yeah. Oh, that's a great camp, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, that's I had phenomenal. to buy a new freezer when I got home. Oh, I'm sure you do. If you could find one, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got lucky. I found a stand up on, uh, I bought the floor um, display model. Yeah. That's, that's the way to go. I'm, I'm yep. sitting right next to a f- display model right in my garage. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. Couple, den, couple, I'll take couple, it. Yeah. Extra dense, you know, yep. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Were you, were you el- or archery or rifle? No rifle. We were in okay. third rifle. Okay. Uh, out there my uh my grandfather's got a big place out uh in part of it's in craig part of it's in maybell okay that's awesome man that's awesome yeah. um talk about this this past season with birds this this year again you, you said you spent quite a bit of time in the field both waterfowl and upland like yeah. where'd you go how how was it what was your experience like so started in september um we were sharp tail hunting with uh you know anthony farrow from oh, yeah. feathers Yep, yep. He um he trained one of my dogs. So, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, Je- Jess, so, Jesse, right? He's, yep, Jesse. Okay. Yep. So I got the invite and hunted with them in September. Uh, that's the first time I had ever been out west upland hunting, hmm. and so it was it was I was, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed, you know, just <laughs> soaking it all in. Sure. Um, but it was a great experience. Shot uh, two limits in three days, so nice. that was awesome for me. And That's then, crazy. um, went from there, came home. I went to North Dakota in October and shot Sandhill cranes and ducks. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yep. And then, um, <clears throat> November I was in South Dakota pheasant and then Colorado again for elk. And then let's see, come home in December, I'm trying to think where, I went to North Carolina and shot a swan in December. I had to draw a tag for that. Oh, nice. And then um, for New Year's, me and my younger brother went to Washington State and shot ducks. Dude, then, you, you got around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh 11 gosh. states last season. And they're not close states. They're no, like, no. It, it's ex- polar opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I think I, I finished my season in Kansas last year, ducks. And then all, you know, sprinkled in there, I hunted a – a quail preserve right here around the house. Um, I've got a membership there and then I'm a okay. part-time guide there. So, okay. um, I just fill in when they need extra bodies. So I'm exhausted. In and do what? <laughs> Cause I'm exhausted. Just listen. Yeah. To yeah. <laughs> Stay Dude, busy. That's for sure. That, was that, was that, I mean, that's, that's very unique. I, I don't think everyone will travel, I guess that, that extreme, no opposite places like was that kind of like what was that was that goal for you was that something you just wanted to try these different different animals or what man i don't know it's just one of those things i've i've gotten to a point in my life to where i've i'm very fortunate financially and i have a very flexible job to where i can kind of pick up and go especially during hunting season yeah um and i just decided that i was going to go yeah, I had the dogs. I had the leg power. Just pick up and go. <laughs> just try some I'm, new there's, experiences. I'm, there's no more like, hey, I'm just going to – I wish I could do this one day. I'm going to go do it. If sure. I have the urge to go do it and I have the means, I'm going to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Why not, right? Why? Yeah, why not? Just we get it, one life. Do it while you can. That's right. That, I love that, man. Um, so let's talk with about your dog, Jesse a little bit. Now, did she go with you to all – some of these upland states that you hunted birds. So with? she was with me in Colorado. So let's see. Let me think. I just uh, got a Facebook notification. She's only she'll be two in September. Okay. So I bought young. her as a uh, started dog. Okay. From a guy out of Kansas. I bought her as a. I guess she's probably five or six months old when I bought okay. her. 
And then I picked her up and drove her straight to Anthony's. Okay. And um, he had her for three months. And then I got her in September when we were out there hunting. Nice. And then we went to South Dakota and shot wild pheasant. And then we actually shot wild quail at home and then hunted on the preserve some too. So, okay. So, so she got a, she got a good, uh, good first season under her. Oh yeah, like. for sure. For sure. You got three wild species in the first season. It's, it's pretty good. And plenty of yeah. bird contacts at the preserve. So, Oh, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. Was she, did you kind of have a goal going into kind of like where you wanted her for steadiness? Did you send her to Anthony and said, Hey, I want to finish dog. Like what was your kind of goal going into that? No, I, I told him, I told him what I wanted up front. I was like, look, I don't need one of these really super polished field trial hunt test dogs. I want to, I want a meat hunting dog is what i sure. want and i mean that's stuff that i can work through because i'm learning this is the first dog that i've had personally that was my own sure so it's stuff that me and her can work through together and we figure out because at this point with her at the preserve i've kind of got her as a point flush and retrieve sure and that way with me guiding, I don't have to walk up in front of her and try to flush birds and worry about other folks shooting you, you know, sure. me and, not even carrying a gun. And then you got to duck and make sure you yeah, don't get shot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's cool, man. What were, what were some of her highlights that, that you noticed this, this first season with her? What, what kind of stood out to you? The, the, the big highlight for me was probably in South Dakota because she was running with two other flushing labs. So okay. big burly labs, you know, they're just busting through cover, just kind of, you know, quartering, working hard. Sure. And then she actually locked up on some birds that they had overlooked. They were kind of buried in some mm-hmm. stuff. And then the first day she kind of got bullied around a little bit. She's only 25 <laughs> pounds. Sure. And, um, but by the second day she was, she was in after retrieving, watching that little dog carry a big old pheasant is something to oh. see. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> was she was she kind of retrieving naturally from a young age, or is yeah, that something? she had a very natural retrieve. But she's one of those like seventy five percenters. Okay, she'll, she'll bring it back to you about seventy five percent of the way, and then you got to meet her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> as long as it saves me some steps, man, that's something I sure. can work through. <laughs> You're just thinking thinking smarter, not harder. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Must be a Brittany thing. I don't know. I guess so, man. I don't <laughs> it, know. I don't it, know. It might be. What um I, I want to get into a little bit more of the dog for sure here in, in a second, but uh what are you kind of looking forward to this the second season with you, the dog? Like what are you what are, what are some things you're looking forward to? Definitely looking for some more um some steadiness there towards uh the tail end of our season here. She got used to being on those pin birds and uh, so when we went out and hunted some uh, wild birds, she kind of bumped them, just mm-hmm. getting a little too close, you know. Sure. Wild birds react a little bit different than pin birds. Mm-hmm. Um, but just trying to get as many bird contacts as possible. The more that's how you make a bird dog. That's what all these old timers around here tell me. You put birds, <laughs> birds, in dogs. birds make a bird dog. That's right. That's right. You, you've heard. I guess it. that's the old methodology around here. So I'm gonna try to do that the best I can. Um, I've got a couple of invites to some places that I don't know if I'll be able to swing with my schedule, but um, I'll probably have two. I know I'm going back to South Dakota. Okay. Um, and then I'll probably make one or two out west pushes at some okay. point this season. Okay. 
Sounds, sounds like you like getting, getting further West a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If my roots weren't so deep here, I would probably move somewhere in the Midwest. For yeah. Sure. I was going to ask you, I said, well, I was almost going to ask what, what, what's keeping you in, in Georgia, but. Well, just family ties and I'm a fifth generation in a family business here and okay. I've I run a real estate or I've worked for a real estate company in this territory. I've, I've gotcha. lived in a 20 mile radius my whole life. So I know gotcha. just about everybody in my area. So you're, you're pretty planted. Yeah. Yeah. Roots <laughs> no, are deep here. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good, man. That's good. Did you do any, any, uh, I guess wild bird hunting in Georgia or, or have you, or what's that? I, I've heard, I've had a couple, I guess, Georgia guests on. They said it's primarily it's few and far between. You better be ready yeah. to walk. <laughs> um, I'm lucky that, uh, you know, my, I, my dad being from middle Georgia, they still have some connections down there and there's still some, some birds there. Sure. Um, we ran into two wild coveys this year on one of my buddies. He's got a hunting lease, and the only, only thing they do is deer hunt it. Okay. So when it came springtime or rolls around after deer season closes, we went in there, and they had two coveys of quail in there. Mm. Um, and we bumped two coveys, I think. There was a covey of about 15 to 20, and then they had another covey of six or seven. Okay. And we, we shot two out, of the, two out of the two coveys, so. Nice. That's, that's a, that's a win. That's, that sounds like a win to me. Yeah. It's just yeah. an old timber track too, a cutover track and just grown up with briars and brambles. Some of the thickest, nastiest Oof. stuff that you could walk through. Jeez. I ripped through a pair of Filson chaps. If that tells you. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some serious, uh, yeah. serious brush. It was rough. You're it was cutting rough. there. Jeez, man. Now, do you, uh, do you do, how do you do turkey season this, uh, turkey hunting this season? Man, I only went out probably, probably four or five times and I got skunk this year. We, I had first, they changed our season. They pushed it back, I think two weeks this year Mm. and some folks benefited from it, but areas that I hunt, it kind of hurt us a little bit. We had birds gobble the first couple of weeks and then it just got tight lipped and Mm. I was busy working and didn't get to go near as much as I normally do. I'm not a huge turkey hunter. Okay. Turkey season was always during baseball season. So I never really did it as a kid. (laughs) That's something I did as I got older. Sure. What do you know? Do you know why they move the season back in Georgia? Uh, they're experimenting with because the population numbers are down. There's been a okay. lot of uh, now, this is just my theory, I don't sure. know this for sure. Um, with when COVID happened, there's a lot of people in the woods that normally didn't get in the woods because they were being able to work remotely and stuff like that, and the population took quite a hit. Um, and I they lowered our bag limit and pushed the season back. I think they pushed it back to kind of let some of the early breeding happened to where they could go ahead and maybe build up the population moving forward. This is the first year they've done it. So it'll be a, a couple of years to see if it helps yeah. benefit that. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Well, that's cool. Um, all right. Transitioning back to the bird dogs. Okay. Um, what, first off, what led you to one picking up your own dog and how'd you land on the Brittany? All right. So picking up my own dog, I have, um, I have a good friend and he's kind of a, uh, he's almost kind of a mentor, but he, me and him travel and hunt together. And, uh, we met through a, uh, a duck call page on Facebook, nice. um, kind of a duck call collectors page and like a duck like call a collectors. Swap. Yeah. It's oh, like wow. a swap page, like oh. a buy, sell trade page. And, uh, we got met through that. And then I've, uh, I went out, he invited me to the preserve that I have a membership at now to come hunt with him and his wife. And they have a, they have a stable of dogs. They, um, 
they have, let me think, they've got an English cocker, they've got two wire hairs, um, a beagle, and I think two labs now. So, oh, okay. Yeah. They got a bunch of dogs, and uh, his wife's a, the head guide out there. And okay. uh, so he kind of really reinvigorated me getting back into it. And so I just decided I was going to buy a dog. And I wanted a dog that I could, when I made that decision, I wanted to go ahead and have a dog that I could have for last season. So that's what mm-hmm. kind of led me to look for a started dog. Sure. But I wanted a Brittany because my dad had a Brittany. Oh, we all okay. we had a Brittany in the house growing up. She wasn't a hunting dog. She okay. was a house dog, but I like the temperament. I like the size. Sure. All of that. So yeah. 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 This the size it's hard to beat the size of a Brittany. It's it's no, not too small, not too big. Yep. It's it kind of feels feels just yep. right to me. Yep, exactly. The kennels don't have to be massive. Like there's yes, some, there's some exactly. like little there's some little perks to this. Yeah, to those this gunner mediums are way better than those gunner intermediates to haul. Oh, around. oh gosh, yeah. I mean, you save what? 10, 10, 15 pounds, maybe. Yeah. And well, and how many square foot in the bed of a truck? Right. Right. Oh, with a topper, forget it with a topper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, that, was, that was a pain. I had another brand before this and it didn't fit with my topper and the deck. And I was like driving me crazy, yeah. driving my OCD. So crazy. I, I didn't go decked. I went bed slide with the topper. And oh, that's I think been, I saw that. Yeah. So that's been, that's been pretty good. I, okay. I like that setup. Do you ever, do you ever like, so the bed slide, do you, do you lose a little room on the sides though? Cause of, yeah, you do. You lose, you lose some uh, room over the wheel wells. Okay. Um, but have, they you, make, have you missed, have you missed that at all or not really? Okay. No, with the camper top, with that topper, with the bedside, you never have to climb in there. Okay. Like if some you lose something all the way in the front, you can pull that bed slide out all the way, mm. you know, and then you can just reach it from the ground from the tailgate. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I've, I've seen those. Those look, those look pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's a, it's tricky once you start messing with toppers yeah. and drawer yeah. systems, whatever it might be. It gets a little. <laughs> yeah, it does. Gets it a does. little. I've dicey. got a. I don't use my back seat a whole lot, and I've got the seats that fold flat, so it yeah. works out. I use most of that for storage, and then I use the the bed for the dogs in the cooler. Yep, yep, that's perfect. Yeah, do you would you have a F one fifty or a Ram? No, I got a Ram. I got a twenty five hundred okay. mega cab. So okay. I've got that. I've got that extra twelve inches behind the behind the seats oh that's nice and is your yeah. the rear floor is it totally flat yes totally okay. flat. yeah that's like the f-150 that's that's actually been really nice uh, yeah because before i had the topper i when i'd go out i would sleep i would fold the seats up in the back and sleep on the floor in the back oh and it had the hump in it yeah well i don't have the hump in it okay so, so it is flat and it worked out worked out really okay. nice because yeah. i know some other some other vehicles had the hump. well yeah so mine does have the hump but my seats fold flat and then oh, i've got that extra okay. 12 inches so gotcha I, yeah, I know you're a whole lot taller than I am, but oh yeah, I mean it wasn't wasn't pretty, but yeah, <laughs> it made See, do. I can curl up in there and be fine, no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, it may do. Um, going back to your your mentor, kind of how how'd you get connected with him, and and what that what has that relationship been like? Yeah, so uh, name's John Cope. He'd be a good guest for you to have on. He's he's been a lot of places, big waterfowl hunter, and him and his wife with all their dogs, they're great folks. But like I said, I got hooked up with him through that. Uh, through that Facebook page with the, the call collector. Oh, that's page. right. That's right. Yeah. 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 And he, um, and man, me and him, we hunted in, I think three States together this year. Hmm. And then we hunted at the preserve two or three times. Um, he just, he's somebody that I can bounce stuff off of. And, but at the same time, we kind of, uh, we have the same interest and, uh, it's, it's, it's good to get around like-minded folks, hmm. especially, you know, in, 
in this area we, we don't do a whole lot of upland hunting most of it's sure. you know it's pin raised birds not a lot of wild birds yeah definitely definitely now with with jesse uh your dog this this summer are you going to be doing any of the kind of training yourself are you gonna yeah i'm going to uh-huh. um a biggest thing for me i just want to try to keep her in shape mm-hmm. um i'm running e-collars and i've read i read magazine articles <laughs> books you know and i've I'm very fortunate to have a lot of people that I can, you know, kind of lean on and bounce questions off of. Sure. Uh, um, and just if I need some stuff here and there, the biggest thing that I kind of want to work on her this year is, uh, is backing mm. her being a young dog. I hunted her with most of the time this year, I hunted her by herself. Okay. And, uh, the few times that I've hunted her with other dogs, it almost, you know, it comes with competition. Okay. Who can get there and who can, you know, get under each other and says something I want to work on this year. Yeah. That's, that's a similar, similar to me this year with, uh, with gauge actually he's with some of the Nasher stuff I've been running, um, mm-hmm. backing. So it's not required, but you get, uh, there's, I think you get an extra 15 points for a back and he just total disregard for backs. Yeah. So, so I can yeah. steer him away so he doesn't get yeah. minus points from the other dog, but there's been some scenarios where I'm like, it'd be kind of nice to get, <laughs> get those yeah, couple, exactly. couple other points. So I'd like to, uh, like to work on that this year. Um, and then so how's, how's guiding been with her? So now you did a lot of guiding with her. You've been guiding, like what, what's the guide experience been like first of all? Well, I, I, I kind of got thrown into it. It was, uh, <laughs> I was out there, you know, I was hunting and the owner of the of the uh preserve he kind of saw me out there saw my dog and i and i know them all pretty well because like i said that's where i hunt majority of the time when i'm here um it was i was pretty nervous to start with <laughs> i mean you because you if if somebody messes my birds up like if sure. jesse would have messed something up for me like yeah. all right fine whatever i can deal with sure. that but her doing something for a paying client for somebody else's business you mm-hmm. know i kind of put some pressure on you that I don't have control over all the time. Sure. But she, she did really, really well. Um, I, we actually, the first people that I got it was a, um, it was a father son out of Oklahoma. They had won a hunt at this place in a peasants forever banquet. Oh, wow. And, um, they, she did really, really good. It's just, just like she was hunting with me. Um, mm-hmm. didn't have any issues with her busting birds. That's the biggest thing I worry about is mm-hmm. her not holding a point long enough for somebody to mm-hmm. get up there. Um, but then I also later in the season, I got to, I got to guide. It was a seven year old kid, his dad, his uncle and his grandpa. And they were all there and the kid was shooting a break barrel, single shot, four ten. Mm. He shot, uh, he shot four birds that day, shot two on the fly. Wow. Yeah. Good. And I got him. one of them on video too. Oh, for all of them. It good was awesome. for him. That had to be yeah. an experience. Yeah. It was awesome. It's really rewarding, but like I said, just putting birds in front of her, the more, sure. I, the more I did it, the more comfortable I felt. I'm good with, I'm relatively good with people I can carry on a conversation, especially <laughs> when it comes to hunting. Sure. I can pretty, talk about it easy, all day. Pretty easy yeah, for you. <laughs> exactly. That's good. Hey, from the, from the guide's perspective, I think, I think this is good for people out there listening, maybe who are going to do a preserve hunt or want to, or maybe they, you know, never have what's from the guide's lens. Like what are some good things for people to know going into a preserve hunt, whether it's safety related expectations, like maybe what's your spiel that you tell some clients that you take out? The biggest thing that I always first thing ground rules go over is gun safety, you know, where you're pointing your barrel. Um, 
and be honest with you, I've guided some folks and there were people that I knew and I was like, look, if you shoot my dog, we're going to have problems. Don't shoot sure. my dog. Sure. She's going to point. She's going to flush. Let the birds get up. Sure. And most of the stuff that we were hunting was kind of either taller switch grass or some pines. And the, the switch grass was probably anywhere from on the low end. It was two foot up to some of that stuff was three and a half foot tall. So, I mean, yeah. if it gets above bird gets above that, you're shooting above, you know, sure. the horizon, you're usually fine. Okay. Just got to have good judgment and you can kind of tell after about the first covey or how they even load their gun you can just mm. kind of watch and just kind of see it's just stuff that you have to look for to see how comfortable they are handling a gun because i hunted with some folks this year that never hunted before mm. like first time hunters and so it's just little stuff that you have to and you can make corrections along the way if need sure. be sure are you are you are you changing kind of your what you're telling these clients based on their experience or is it pretty much you're telling them all the same stuff, no matter their experience. I kind of lay just basic ground rules, just gun safety, watch out for the dog, watch out for each other, shoot your lanes, you know, 10 and two. Yeah. If you're on the end, you can swing a little further. Um, sure. And then based on how they perform, we'll make a correction or adjustment if needed, but it's, I'm pretty lax. Yeah. Most yeah. of these folks that I was with had hunted before and they knew the drill. That's cool. Everyone, everyone gets a little trial period. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make yeah. Sure everyone's safe. I don't have to crack a whip. Or right? anybody. I didn't have to do that this year. Thank goodness. That's good. Yeah. That's good. What, what's your preserve season? When's it go till and when's that? So it, I think it opens October and then it actually goes to the end of March here, but okay. uh, they shut it down mid March. It was starting to get too warm for the dogs. I mean, mm. you could run about an hour in the morning and it was just, I mean, it'd be 80 degrees. Sure. Yeah, that can be brutal. I think that's yeah. similar with, with some of our preserves. And it's about the October range to yeah. I think, yeah, I think end of March, yeah. which is, which is pretty nice. And again, I'm, I grew up and that grew up. I started hunt, upland hunting later in life, but started out on preserve. And I think they, I think they're great. I mean, a lot of people yeah. say, Oh, like pen raised bird. That's terrible. But I will say, I think it, it, it's a good segue for people getting into upland hunting, let them experience it um, kind of get, get a taste of it, get your dogs out. I think it's, I think it can be a really good thing. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, I understand there is a difference in shooting. Yeah. Oh, I understand, yep. birds, I understand but the reason, it, but it, for somebody that's just starting or somebody that doesn't want to have all the equipment that just wants to go, you know, once or twice a year, yeah. or if you're, I mean, for me, I mean, hunting at the preserve was very crucial for me in making a bird dog out of Jesse, you know, mm. Sure. The bird contacts. And then with me having a membership there, I get access to the grounds all year. So I can go run my dogs out there whenever I want to. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then it just, it, it worked out really good for me. It's only about 45 minutes from my house. Yeah. So, yeah. um, no, I, I mean, you brought up a good point too, about running dogs. I mean, a lot of these preserves, if you buy a membership, like you get access again, typically at least some, some of the ones around me, you get access year round to run dogs yeah. on the ground. So if you want to just go condition or yep. run your, run your dog off leash in a hunting environment, you don't have to yep. get birds out. Exactly. Um, there's some benefits of like just getting your dogs, especially if you live in the suburbs or something, something like yep. that. Um, I think it provides some, some good opportunities to, and there's it. always some residual birds that are around. Yeah. There's a chucker too, or quail that's right. Or, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> those are always little bonus bonus yep. finds, which exactly. are nice. 
Yeah. Have you, uh, have you hunted chucker yet? Or is that, is that on your I list? Haven't. So that's, that's one of the ones that's potentially on my list this year. Okay. Um, maybe Utah chucker in January. Okay. I sure hope so. Anyway. Are you <laughs> yeah. I, I, definitely I don't know if I'm going to be in shape for that. I, that's it. Honestly, that's the part that scares me. It's like, okay, it's, I got to start taking this a little more serious. Yeah. I'm riding this Peloton. So I'm trying to, <laughs> oh, yes. trying to get there. <laughs> yes. I think you're riding a lot more than me right now. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> You you haven't seen my profile then, so <laughs> it's like I'm on track for like two a month, maybe. Oh yeah, well that's <laughs> so, better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> at least at least I'll get halfway up the hill, maybe. That's right. <laughs> um, any any plans to come back to Colorado this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I'm, I know I'm going to be back for um the third rifle elk, okay. um, and then there's a possible September for sharpies again. I think I, I'm not 100 percent sure yet. Nice. Cause I've got an invite to New York to go rough grouse and woodcock. And then I've got another oh, nice. invite to Michigan for the same thing. So mm-hmm. I don't That's know awesome. exactly how I'm going to work that in my schedule. I uh, think it depends on work. Just figure it out, man. Just figure yeah, it out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll figure it out. If diesel doesn't come down, I might not be going anywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I just just fly then and, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Yeah, it's, trying to fly with guns and dogs. Guns and dogs, yeah. disaster. <laughs> oh, gosh. I flew with a couple of years ago, three or four years ago. I flew back to Chicago for Christmas and uh, brought my shotgun with me. And I was going to hunt the preserve. I, I yep. hunted there. And uh, going there for some reason was fine. No big deal. Coming back, like O'Hare Airport was freaking yeah. berserk about my yeah. shotgun. Oh, man. I got checked nightmare. in Washington this year. They went for, they pulled me for extra screening because, mm-hmm. but, they swab your gut and swab your whole case, oh. whatever. And I guess he took the swab and ran it over the end of the barrel of the gun. And so it, it's red flagged for oh, uh, explosives or whatever. Oh, <laughs> so they had to come in there. They had to bring a supervisor in, pull oh, me to the back gosh. and check. And I'm like, golly, it's y'all. It's just a pain. It's empty gun. I yeah. just shot it for four days. Yes, right. it has gunpowder on it. <laughs> I mean, some people, man, they're just, I, know, I mean, I, even, I had to bolt out of it. I mean, there ain't nothing you can do with it. <laughs> just a piece of steel at that point. Yeah, I see it. I see it. It's a boat anchor. Oh, I, uh, speaking of rough grouse that the last episode I did with Nick Larson, he got me all fired up for, uh, for trying rough grouse. I, yeah. that's, that's, it's, it bumped up a little higher on my list now. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if we can make that happen. Hope so. Hope so. I did too. I, that'd be, I've got a few trips that I really want to do. Um, but again, I'm just trying to see how it all plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the best plans are our last minute plans too. Yeah, so they always, really are. They I, think really a, are. I think we can all stress out a little bit of like, you know, this right now we're trying to like make plans, but also like, it's okay to make plans the week before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just be available when the time, that was the yeah. biggest thing for me this year. Like I had buddies and social media is huge for me and making sure. contacts with folks. And I've had friends of like in different parts of the country. Hey, if you can get here, the birds are here, especially when it comes to waterfowl hunting. They, and I was like, I can normally swing it. I can get a half day on a Friday and then, and I, and then come in late on a Monday. So that gives you, you know, a little bit of time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's those long weekends. Those help. Yeah. Those help for sure. Oh, cool, Cal. Um, this has been fun, man. It's been fun getting to know you a little more. I know we've, yes, we've connected a little bit, you know, here and there over, over social media. And again, yeah. like, like you said, I I've made some great contacts. You've made some great contacts. It's there's a, there's a wealth of people out there that are 
you know, fun to talk to and yep. willing to well, share. And that's the thing. You just got to reach out to them. Like yeah. they're, they're people too. And they're, a lot of these folks are so willing to help. Like yeah. I, I'm, Anthony Farrow is one of the people that I lean on the most. And he trained one of my dogs. He tra- sure. trained Jesse for me. And like, I could not have been happier with the way she turned out. If I ever have any questions, he's so accessible and easy yeah. to get a hold of. And we've actually developed a, a, a really nice friendship. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Every time I've, I've talked to him, he's been more than happy to help and responsive yeah. and yeah, absolutely. And, uh, fun to get to know him a little And more. I think another guy that, you know, uh, I think he was on here is Adam, Adam Peck. Oh yeah. He's a Georgia yeah. guy. Yes, he you is. Know, That's he, right. He did the, uh, he traveled, you know, did the book. Yeah. Yeah. He traveled that, to the oh, U S that was fun. Remember when he was doing that tour. Yeah. The, oh, I missed that. That was like yeah. two years ago now. Yeah. Adam, oh. if you're listening to this, uh, we need to, we need to bring this tour back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. He, um, yeah. I think he, he was on he, me and him talk probably once or twice a week. So that's cool. No, he's a cool yeah. dude. He likes he hockey. Is. He likes hockey too. So I'm yeah, I know. Yeah, what, what, yeah. Um, your avalanche, how yeah. do they do? They're, they're, they're doing they, great. Off to a good start. Are they in Western conference finals. Is that what West, it is? Yep. Western finals right now. They just killed the Oilers last night. Well, they scored eight goals last night, right? Yeah, it was, it was a slaughter, man, yeah. <laughs> but, but the Oilers scored six. So six. Was, I know it was, <laughs> it was not like it was a landslide. It was, it got a little close for a second, but yep. uh, it's fun. I, uh, I've probably shared this before, but uh, so one of my sons is a big Oilers fan and then the okay. rest of the house are avalanche. And so it, it made for an interesting night last night. I bet it did. We had a son who was pissed. I bet. <laughs> he I, bet. Was, I don't know anything about hockey. Oh, it, it is fun, man. I love it watching it. I kind of halfway yeah. know the rules. Yeah, but well, that's like, good. It's close same enough. Time, like I don't, I, those guys skate faster than I can run. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive. It is. It is. They're, they're athletes for sure. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Um, well, man, a couple more things before we wrap up here. Uh, one of the things I like to ask every guest is, uh, you know, talking to the, the Upland rookie out there, someone who is heading into their first season, maybe they're picking up their first bird dog. Uh, what's some advice that you would, you would tell them? Oh man, just find somebody that you can lean on as a mentor or somebody that you can tag along with that'll answer your questions. That's been super, super beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to go out and mess up. That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. You learn from making mistakes. Don't be, I mean, if you bump a bird or your dog bumps a bird, whatever, read books. There's plenty of information out there on the on the internet and you just got to take what applies for your situation and use that. That's good. That's good. Don't be afraid to mess up. I like that. Yeah. Like we're all, we're all scared at times about, Oh, I don't want to do it wrong. So you don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like, well, those guys that I hunted with in, uh, in Colorado, when we got there for the opener, I was like, look, this is the first time I've ever done this. I am going to ask a lot of questions if they're dumb questions, that's fine. I just, you can laugh at me later, but I, <laughs> that's good. I'm asking questions because I want to know. That's good, man. Y'all don't let me do anything to mess anything up. And they were just as open and receptive as I could have ever expected anybody to be. So that's awesome. I was very grateful for that. That's cool, man. I love that. All right. And the last section here is our rapid fire round. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions and then uh, just kind of give me your off the cuff answer and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. All right. All right. All right, first one. This is not on the list I sent you. So, 
your snack of choice when hunting snack of choice and yes. anybody that hunts with me will know this i know 100%. the answer already it is a strawberry uncrustable yes yes 100 <laughs> percent. i'm going to have them in my cooler every time i'm in the field that how, is ma- the- how many boxes you pack into these i don't know man I've, i'm anywhere i can buy them i'm buying 24 at a time at least <laughs> And I, Costco I and Sam's. Them, I tag them in all of my <laughs> posts and I get nothing from them. Absolutely nothing. Oh, how dare they? I even how have dare. like a hard plastic Uncrustables holder <laughs> that keeps it from getting crushed. No, they, for real? Yeah, yeah. Uncrustables branded. It's like the box tops. Branded. Enough of them. No, I got to find that. I got to find that. Yes. Dude, that's next level right there. I'm telling you, and they are not giving me any love. Wow. Okay. Maybe you still pop, maybe, hey, maybe both of us will reach out. Maybe we'll get a little podcast sponsorship going. I'm telling you, so, I, yeah. I, would, I don't even need any money. Just send me some across. <laughs> Dude, it is the best thing to have out there. I, I did it 100%. many, many times this year, last year. It's, it's a good, like lunch snack, yes. breakfast, dessert, dessert. You can, you can, it's very versatile. It's yes. it packs well in the cooler. It's okay if it's a day or two old, like yep. it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yep. Um, it's, it's a solid choice, man. Absolute go-to that is, oh. I'm telling you, I'm going, you look in my cooler. If I'm hunting somewhere, there's going to be uncrustables. In that oh, I just thought of that when we were talking, I was like, Oh, I got to yes. ask you about the uncrustables. <laughs> okay. Now to the reg- other questions. Uh, what came first? I asked this question to Nick Larson last week. What came first for you? The gun the bird dog or hunting hunting came first then the gun then the bird dog okay all right i'm liking this i think yep. this is gonna be a new regular question yeah um all right what gun are you carrying into the field for upland hunting and why so i'm a 16 gauge guy not a lot of folks i mean that's nice. what i shoot basically all year round but i've got a new style a5 sweet 16 Ooh. maple it's nice. a beautiful gun. And then I'm um, for waterfowl. I just got one of the new synthetic 16s. It's the new style A5. I'm okay. a Browning guy too. So, okay, nice. Um, I sent it off to Rob Roberts and had it done up. He did a special coating and everything on it mm-hmm. for me and put some, some of my uh, custom logos and stuff on there. So oh, cool. It's a, it's a sweet logo. So, so you're 16 gauge for both water at fall and upland. Yep. Nice. Yep. So okay. I shot those cranes and I shot the cranes in October with a 16 gauge and shot the, uh, that swan with a 16 gauge too. Oh, very cool. Yep. That's awesome. Are the A5s, are those the ones that they call like the humpback? Yeah. Okay. So they have the, the old ones, the old Browning, they used to call them auto fives. Mm. That's the correct name. They had the big hump on the back. Okay. The old style ones. Because it's a long recoil system is what they called it, where when mm. you shoot, the entire barrel recoils back into the receiver mm. to push yeah. the bolt back. Oh, wow. But now the new ones, it's a smaller hump, and they just did that for nostalgia because it's an all an inertia gun. Gotcha. Okay. Just like all the so just know, Benelli, so Frankies. Yeah. Okay. It's just nostalgia is all it is. Yeah, yeah. Those people that – shot those big humpbacks, you get used to looking down a gun like that. It's sure. the drop is a lot different than trying to pick up a, a, just a normal flat gun. Yeah, for sure. No, that's a sweet looking gun. I, I think I've seen that on your, on your page yeah, before. It, I love it, man. That wood, especially when the sun hits it on that maple. Oof. One, it's, Oof. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, it's like that real light color, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty sweet. I like that. Um, all right. A couple more here. Uh, most clay targets you've hit in a row. I used to shoot sporting clays a lot. Um, and I think probably in around, I'm trying to think back, it's somewhere between 20 and 25, probably in a row. Okay. Nice. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. No, no. Uh, I'm not a great shot, but I'm not a terrible shot. <laughs> That's good, man. Be proud of that. Uh, favorite dog breed beside, besides the one you own. So I have two labs and a Brittany. So, oh, you have um, two labs. I know that. Yep. Yep. I've got a, um, oh, a six month old lab. We didn't, we didn't give them any love. Ah, they're fine. <laughs> they're, they get plenty of love. They're, yeah. they're laid up in the bed right now. Um, <laughs> Uh, I guess so two labs and a Brittany. If I was going to ever have another one, I'd probably either get a wire hair or a short hair. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I really, I, I'm fond of Anthony's dogs. Yeah. I yeah, like, I are, like his dogs. Those are some good looking short hairs for sure. Yeah. And they, and they hunt too, man. Oh yeah. They are. They are just, they're classy looking. They are. The wire, wire hairs are nice too. I've, I've always kind of, if I, if I went with a German dog, it'd probably be a wire hair maybe. Yeah. They, they look well, they pretty, don't shed. pretty built. Nice. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're single coats. They don't shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hypoallergenic. Nice for those kids with allergies. <laughs> hey, if you gotta get rid of one, I mean, uh... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Depends on how much you like the kid. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, a couple more uh, state you have not hunted yet and would like to. Um, Idaho, Montana, or Arizona. Pick one. And all, th- all three for different. <laughs> Pick one. Arizona. Okay. I want to go shoot quail in Arizona. Being from yeah. the south, you know, quail is yeah. thing. I want to go, sh- go shoot those quail. Quail is king, huh? Yep. yep. Um, favorite bird to hunt and why? I think I know what you're going to say. It's going to be Bob White quail. That's okay. what it is. That's all the right. bird of the south, That's King a- Bob. <laughs> Um, and then beverage of choice after a hunt, man, I'm not a huge drinker, so I'm going to say a peach propel most of the oh, time. Oh my gosh. They still make propel. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, have to, you... I, I have them on auto order from Amazon oh, where they come to my door. It's just made my day. Week. You yep. eat Uncrustables and drink propel still. That's right. I have not seen a Propel in years. Yeah, man. That's me. No maybe sugar. A, maybe a decade. No sugar. <laughs> but if I'm going to have an alcoholic beverage, it's probably going to be a uh, Crown and Sprite. Okay. Hey, we're going we're gonna to go with your first answer, Propel. There we go. That Peach Propel. <laughs> I'm telling you, you look at my cooler, it's going to be Peach Propel and Strawberry Uncrustables. What about the Grape Uncrustables, though? Uh if they're out of strawberry, I will settle for a grape. But okay. if they have strawberry, I will buy the whole shell. <laughs> See, I can go either. I I, I kind of prefer the grape actually, but oh, this is me. No. Grape. Okay. They no. don't sell a lot of strawberry where I'm at actually. So, yeah. so they have like three cases of like three rows of grape and then like two or one of Well, then uh, they strawberry. have the big boxes of grape and then they have the little boxes of strawberry. Yes. Yes. So I'm just saying, I mean, it's a little more popular, yeah. man. Propel needs, or not propel. Uncrustables <laughs> needs to hook me up. Oh man. I just need to be able to order direct from them. Yeah. <laughs> You'd save so much money. I know. Right. <laughs> oh man. So fun, Cal. What, uh, how can people get a hold of you if they want to connect, reach out, follow along? I'm on uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's Cal, C-A-L. 
uh, Hardy, H-A-R-D-I-E. Um, I'm also, I'm sure if you Googled that, my real estate stuff would come up. I work for Whitetail Properties, which is a mm-hmm. company that specializes in land, rural, farm, hunting, wreck properties. So nice. it'll come up. It'll have my phone number on there too. I'm pretty easy. I don't answer, leave me a message, text, whatever. <laughs> That's cool. Are you, I, we didn't get into that much, but are, uh, properties, are you doing that just in Georgia or is that all? Yeah. Over? So I'm only licensed in Georgia and I cover okay. the West Georgia area, so, okay. which it works out. I mean, I live right in the middle of my territory and I've lived here yeah. my whole life. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I think, I think I follow that page you have and I, everyone's like, yeah. I'll, I'll show yeah. my wife this like property. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, she was looking at me. She's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm, like, I always, I'm always looking at like I know. other agents, like out in South Dakota and Kansas and all that yeah. stuff. They always have great stuff. Oh, I know. It's, it's like, oh my gosh, it's just money, right? It's kind of fun to dream. It's, you know, oh, look, yeah, look exactly. at some of these properties and they're, there's no, well, she, I'll like be flipping through some like uh, these properties and she's like, well, where's the house? I'm like, well, there's no house. It's just oh, land. Yeah. It's just the land. She's like, so what do you do with it? I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. Well, that's what I was. Um, the Colorado market is insane, crazy, insane. Because we stayed in Airbnb in Grand Junction when my brother was there, and like I was looking at like some of these Airbnbs, like yeah, these are nice. Like these people are making bank. <laughs> sure. And then I looked at how much it's like a three bedroom, yeah. two bath, thirteen hundred <laughs> square foot, selling for four and five hundred thousand dollars. Like uh-huh. oh, easy. Yeah, easy. And everything, you know, home prices, like everything's going like 60 to maybe a hundred over asking right now. That's correct. Where, where we're at. Um, a friend of mine, uh, coworker of mine, actually, he just, him and his wife, they sold their house, 850 square foot house. Okay. General area where I live, 800 square foot house, sold it for 500,000. Good for them. <laughs> Um, you totally, oh, totally. Just but it's just like, in. it is nuts. That's crazy. But that's the thing though. Like if you try to take that money and buy something, yeah, you're you're paying the same amount for that's the a, same thing. There's that's no the thing. You're not upgrading unless you're moving out of state right now. Yep. Unless you're moving out of Colorado, it doesn't make sense because it's yep. interest rates now higher, home prices are higher. So yeah, uh, yeah. All those California buyers y'all got coming in. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's we're we're sick of it. We just had we have three three houses that sold just kind of around our street, and three people are Californians. <laughs> Yep. Single, single people, mind you, single. Yeah, we're in like a family neighborhood. And yeah, like a single dude, a single lady, and then uh, another single dude down the street. Yep. And uh, it's just, it's just different, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, love you, Californians, some of you, but oh yeah, not yeah. moving to Colorado. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's just they're just driving the market up. Same thing in yeah. Idaho too. Mm. You know, yeah. Idaho's like I don't one hundred percent quote, but I think it's like ninety percent public owned. Mm. So like the awesome. small percentage of private land that these out-of-state mm. buyers are coming in and just running the price up. Oh, geez. And pushing people out. Yeah, that's hard. It is. That is hard. Well, dude, this has been so fun. Thanks uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for uh, letting us get to know you a little bit more. And it's been, it's been fun uh, following along your journey. Absolutely. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing what all y'all got going on this year. I, yeah. I follow your stuff probably more so than you know <laughs> well cool man i appreciate that yeah. maybe uh, next time you're out in colorado we'll have to uh, try to connect or uh yeah, grab, a, absolutely. Grab, a, grab a propel sometime that'll work that'll work <laughs> all right cal you have a great night man thanks so much yep talk to you bye-bye 
Hey, well, that's a wrap of episode 44 with my buddy Cal Hardy. Cal, thank you so much, brother, uh, for coming on the show, sharing, um, yeah, your passion, your story, uh, your experiences. Uh, we all have unique experiences. I think that's what makes this so fun. Uh, different perspectives, different stories, and all for the love of chasing upland birds. Hey, guys, don't forget, let's try to get to 100 Apple Podcast reviews. If you could head over to leave a rating and review right now, uh, we're at 90 right now. So we're going to try to get to 100 in about a week, and uh, we'll check in next episode and see where we're at. Hey, uh, don't forget, put some miles on those boots and follow your favorite bird dog. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the latest episodes. Take care.